Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Super Rugby Podcast uh, with your hosts, Toby Harris. And Damien Warren. Now, Toby, you know what they say, you do something once, if it's really, really rubbish, you never <laughs> hey, do it again. Hey, 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 <laughs> Be nice. First up, though, we have got a very, very action-packed week of rugby. I think possibly the, the best weekend of rugby that I've... It's been very, very exciting, actually, hasn't it? And we're going to start with our wonderful listeners' questions, but not just listeners' questions this week. We've actually got a listener's voice call. <laughs> I tell you what, that's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? It is. It is. It's a great question. I, I, will, I will tell you, it's a great question. But if other people want to send in their voice calls, yes. what's the email address? Tos? So the email address is uh, the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. And the Twitter account, and that's where we're putting up lots of polls, yeah. lots of posts at the moment. Yeah. Um, that is at Super Rugby Pod. Brilliant. I tell you what, it's taking off like a 747, isn't it? <laughs> They actually, I mean, there's not many 747s <laughs> taking off at the moment. <laughs> anyway, first listener's question. This says, says here, lads really enjoy listening to the podcast while traveling for work and can't believe you actually get paid to chat about rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wish. I bloody wish. Anyway, this is from David from Belfast, I believe. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, anyway, the question is, Given you both seem to enjoy mocking the Northern Hemisphere rugby as boring, we do, absolutely, (laughs) would you lot like to see a grand final scheduled for the best super rugby team versus the winner of the European Rugby Championship, hopefully Leinster or the likely Saracens? I would, definitely. I think, for me anyway, I'd like to see uh, Leinster in it because I've got quite a good mate. Jamison Gibson Park plays fly half. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he plays scrum half. Yeah, village. It's really good that you know where your <laughs> friends play. <laughs> no, eh? I know, no. really good mate. Um, but I think I would actually. Um, for me, I think the two, st- you know, two contrasting in styles, Northern Hemisphere rugby compared to especially Super rugby, where, and it's probably going to be the Crusaders to win it. They play a very expansive game, don't they? 
the, the excuses have always been it doesn't match up in the calendar. I think in past years, the excuse has been more, well, I don't know this. This is just my take on it. And, you know, we like to mock the Northern Hemisphere, so let's just carry on with Scared, that. eh? They're running scared. <laughs> so my, my thought, but they were, they were scared. They were thinking, well, yeah. we don't want, you know, the Super Rugby champions to come over and, and whoop us. But I don't think that's quite the case anymore. I think the two styles of rugby, arguably it would be a tough, tough game. It would probably it would be, have yeah. to be played in the Northern Hemisphere because of the money side of things. Yeah. And yeah. therefore, it would be difficult for the for if it was the Crusaders or if it was the Blues or the Sharks or whoever it was. Yeah, it'd be difficult for them. That it'd probably be at the end of the season, or in the preseason. Yeah, in between Test matches, a lot of it would go against. And if it's between Test matches, then you wouldn't have all your All Blacks or you know Springbok or Australian players, would you? So it would be very very tough. And I think it's probably more and more likely now that the Southern Hemisphere may may. Or may yeah. not be weaker than the norm, northern hemisphere. Mm. It would be damn. It would be good for rugby, though. That's a really good question. It's a very, very good question. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, you know, financially it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think they're worried about, you know, it doesn't quite fit into the calendar, but they can get around that. You look at the rugby league. Uh, the the Aussie teams always come over as a preseason game, yeah, and hence they do, why yeah. they don't win yeah. very often. Because we, we obviously would say the NRL is a better competition than the Super, Super League. League. Well, you would, wouldn't you? But they often lose. Yes. yeah. And maybe the same would happen if the Southern Hemisphere teams were coming over and playing in that competition. Yeah, but it, it would be so good. It would be great to watch. Definitely, yeah. And like you say, it just depends on when in the calendar year they actually do play it, if they play it. Fingers crossed they yeah. would do it right at the end of Super Rugby. <laughs> and they would go over there and we'd absolutely <laughs> smash them. And we could comprehensively say that it's the best competition in the world. Well, on the day of a good Super Rugby team, they could beat an international team, couldn't they? They ha- it has been said in the past, you know, that the, the winner of the Super Rugby competition could beat any international yeah. side because they work so well together, as in work so long together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, so would I'd I. Love. So, uh, David, yes, can you ring the up the RFU and get it, uh, get <laughs> get it moving it sorted, on that one please. for us? Next question, Toby. Yes. Hi, Damien and Toby. Do you notice that, mate? It's me me before you again. Did you notice that? That's, that's, that is anyway, he goes, he goes on, he goes on. Uh, now, this is from, I'm not quite sure, Brett. It's from Brett. Brett, Brett from America, from, from the USA. I think he's in California. Please uh, excuse me if I'm not quite right on this. I'm a big rugby fan from the US. And as a new fan of your excellent podcast, this is my first season watching Super Rugby, and I was curious to know if I'm watching the best league competition, I think he's not mean, he's rugby, rugby competition, currently in the world of rugby. How would you rate the different rugby union leagues around the world in terms of players, skill level, competition, uh, and currently aware of the Super Rugby competition, the Premiership in England, the Guinness Pro 14, the Top 14 in France, uh, the Major League Rugby in the US of A. Which one do you think is the best, Tobes? <laughs> well, there's no doubt in my mind. 
Absolutely no oh, doubt in my mind. It's yeah. super. Now, isn't it funny? If he was a gold digger, this guy, or if he was, you know, uh, uh, looking for oil, yeah, he just struck gold, eh? Yeah, he did, Do you yeah. know what I mean? First competition that he's watching, it's the best competition. I think uh, it's definitely the best to watch. Well, to be fair, we actually haven't seen the Major League Rugby yet. No. So we don't know. We don't know about but that my one. guess, and I guess when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, but... I'm going to go with my gut on this one. It's uh, definitely Super Rugby. I would say that this year has been so unpredictable. It hasn't, it, maybe it's made it more interesting. I do think that the best teams to watch are the New Zealand teams, the Australian teams, and the Jaguaris. Yeah. I think the South African teams at the moment, they are... playing a different game to a, what they normally play. Yeah, they normally... F- I mean, they can. It showed on the weekend yeah, that when true. they when they need to, when they need to throw it around, they can throw it yeah. around. But they're kind of playing most of them the smothering type of rugby that can be a little bit boring to watch. A little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, the the question sort of says, you know, the Guinness Pro Fourteen or the Top Fourteen in France, they're pretty good competitions. But I think. For me, especially like the the top fourteen in France, it's where all our our older players go to play their their final or last hurrah. Yeah, and and everyone knows that's in rugby that training and living in France is the reason it's why more I'm, of a lifestyle. <laughs> the reason why a lot of people go there to play is because it's. You know, it's almost like a retirement village for the way you play. Hence why the French national yeah. team aren't that fit. No, aren't that's strong, true. Yeah. And don't have as much structure. Maybe the coaching isn't as good. We haven't played there ourselves, so we, but we do watch a bit. And it's just yeah. big boys smashing it up. It is, yeah. Um, well, what about the premiership rugby? It's getting a lot better. It is. Yeah, I used I to, pe- to agree. people used to say to me, do you know, which, which English team do you support? And I was like, I just don't watch it because it's just so awful. But I would say I have watched a few games. I and still they, don't watch it. <laughs> I have watched a few games and the skill level is dramatically improving. Yeah. The coaching stock is as good now as, as in New Zealand because a lot of the New Zealand, Australian, South African coaches yeah. have come across taken uh, a lot of the big jobs and they've brought up you know improved the level of coaching i think throughout the game in this in this country over here so it is catching up or it pains me to say it's catching up don't say that i've just said it (laughs) (laughs) yuck awful absolutely awful uh that's a good question though i think it was an easy one for us to answer though wasn't it yeah it's just so much better to watch super rugby than any other competition. Yeah. And it traditionally has been, and I think it will be for a little bit longer. It might be interesting times ahead. Mm. Give another four years, we might not be saying this, and maybe possibly the English game with all the money that's rolling in takes yeah. over. Or all the major league. Or the sure major league, they're going to pump yeah. quite a bit of money into that. They're definitely going to pump some money yeah. into that. Next question is a special one. We actually have our first ever, hopefully not last, <laughs> Voice question. I really like this. This is awesome. We should get video. We could, but that would be even harder. <laughs> even to edit. harder. Yeah. 
So we've got our first question that's a voice question. If anyone would like to do it in the future, just send it to the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. We'll pick it up. Uh, make sure it's nice and short and yeah. succinct and it will go on really well. But yeah, it's a very special guest because this guy is called at Mr. Rugby World Cup. Guys, good, eh? Yeah. Very, uh, why, why that name? Well, this guy's been... Uh, Sean it is, has been to every World Cup final there has ever been. Every single one? Rugby World Cup, of course. My dad went to the very first one. This guy's gone to every other one as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. But what's more impressive than that, because I've done my research, that he's actually got a, he's got a ball signed by every single winning World Cup captain. God, that's pretty impressive. But to blow that, wait, wait for this though. That ball was kicked into the stand that he got at at World Cup final. Really? Or at How World did he Cup. keep it? He put, put it under. <laughs> We've all Brilliant. wanted to do that, haven't we, mate? <laughs> but anyway, that's pretty impressive. So we're going to listen to his uh, his question right now. Hi, guys. Sean here, Aka Mr. Rugby World Cup on Twitter from Sydney, Australia. I have a question for your podcast, but firstly, I must say I enjoyed your last podcast you guys chatting about who will win the Rugby World Cup was a good listen. So if you guys out there get a chance, have a listen to that one. Anyway, my question, and some of you may have noticed, I've tweeted numerously on the neutral ref issue in Super Rugby. It seems week after week we are seeing non-neutral refs officiating games. With some games, for example, the ref, assistant refs, and TMO from New Zealand officiating a New Zealand game versus an overseas opponent. To me, it just does not look fair. Surely it, can be a, it can't be a money thing, as I've seen Aussie refs in New Zealand officiating New Zealand games versus overseas opponents. Yes, I feel most refs are fair and good. I just think Sanzar should have neutral refs and that would eliminate the element of doubt and uncertainty especially if it was a controversial win or loss to your team. We don't see it at the Rugby World Cup, so surely we deserve neutral refs in Super Rugby. What do you think? Well, that's a great question. That is a very, very good question. And funnily enough, actually, it's a question that we were asking ourselves watching the games over the weekend because we did have a number of games where there was actually... So, so what, you know, what we're basically saying here is you're playing, so an Australian team is playing a New Zealand team in New Zealand. There's a New Zealand ref. It just, it just makes us ask the question, yeah. why? Especially when there is, let's say, a South African touch judge touching on the side. So why on earth do you think, you know, they've got the, the New Zealand referee refereeing the game? It's, I honestly, I don't know. I guess you. That's uh, a tough. That's a tough question. I think it comes down to um, two two elements. The main element being there's not enough high lef- level referees. Okay, so because there's not enough high level referees, they are having to use the same referees in the big games. Yeah. So they're backing the referee over where they're from. That's the first thing. Secondly, I think they want to send out a message, and you might notice this year, that if a Australian referee is refereeing in New Zealand, they'll wear a, they'll wear a New Zealand kit. Yeah, true. If they're wearing if they're refereeing in in uh, Japan, they'll wear the Japanese kit, and, and so, so forth on, and so on. Yeah. So they're actually saying, 
doesn't matter where they're from. Mm. They're going to referee fairly. They're going to be unbiased like they should. And they're trying to take all of that out. I think they might be trying to send a message to say, it doesn't matter where they're from. They are good referees and they will referee fairly. But yeah. I do agree. Unbiased. If you're on the receiving oh, end. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. So we had an, a situation. Oh, we did, didn't we? <laughs> where we had an Australian ref, Gardner, refereeing the Sunwolves Reds game. Yeah. How many cards? <laughs> Seven cards. <coughs> Seven. Seven cards. Yeah. And that didn't look good to me. No. I'm not saying he was cheating. I'm not saying he was biased at all. But it does make you think. Well, it just puts a little seed in your head, doesn't it? Correct, yeah. And we've done it before, haven't we? We've refereed our own teams. It's hard enough to referee in your own team, let alone your own country at times. Um, and I think it might make them second-guess their, their job. Now, they'll probably say it doesn't because they're professionals yeah. Yeah. and whatnot if they referee everyone the same. But it would make me think twice well, about Especially some the, the supporters, isn't it? And maybe even the team as well. Yeah, maybe you know the players. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean... No. For me, they're great referees. But I think as the referees nowadays, they do know them personally. You know, first name basis, especially you. You hear, you hear the referee calling them by them na- by their names. I mean, they might referee the same captain. Like yeah, the same prop. You know, yeah, in a season, five, six, seven times, mm. uh, and then they've got the internationals as well. So they, as you say, they probably know the players very well. And actually, a lot of the referees are quite young now. Yes. Definitely. So maybe they're going out on the razzle-dazzle with them as well, mate. <laughs> on the piss. But I, I just don't, I, I, I absolutely agree. I don't, mm. I don't think they need to do it. Uh, I think it's pretty, pretty easy to do it. I think it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It just yeah. it puts in there questions that we don't really want to ask. And there has been some real, I mean, uh, we go back to the Rebels game in South Africa. It did not look yeah, good. The no. South African referee no. really did look like he was favouring his team. Yeah. Uh, arguably, there are a few games in New Zealand where oh, rubber the green's gone yeah. the New Zealand team's way. Yeah, uh, just a question that we we don't want to don't need to ask, don't no. want to ask. No, what a great that what was a great a, question. I love that it was a voice that call as well. Would have only come from a guy who's been to every World Cup <laughs> final. How impressive is that? That's really he's good. living the dream, isn't he? He is. I wonder what he does though. I would like to do whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was our three questions for today. Yes. Some absolutely fantastic questions from our wonderful listeners. Uh, please keep them coming in. We've got a lot of questions this week that we'll use in future weeks. So if your question wasn't ans- uh, answered, asked, asked and answered, answered. <laughs> then <clears throat> we will use them in the future. And we are going to do a few specials uh, coming in uh, over the summer holidays uh, to, to sort of plug any gaps while we're away. Uh, and we'll use those questions. But up next is our review and preview of all the weekend's yeah. games and what some games there were. God, first game was the Crusaders versus the Sharks. Now, I, I almost lost the will to live. <laughs> this was a 21-all draw. We were lucky to draw. I just, want to, I just want to get a couple of things out of the way. I want to get a couple of things out of the way here. No one played well. I'm no just, one played. No, no, I, I'm going to start and you can take over and you can run with it. No one played well in this game apart from apart from Bosch, who kicked very well. He did. So yeah. other than him, yeah. everyone didn't play great. Kieran Reid no. on his 150th game. He, yeah, he, he played okay. I'll tell you who played okay for the Crusaders actually was Barrett. He had quite a strong game, ran well. 
in the ruck area, was good at clearing. But okay, you're going to give someone a barrier. I, 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 I back you up on that. I tell you what was impressive that, was, was the post. Did you just, did, the did post. You just, <laughs> on, did you just say I'll back you up on that? Uh, yeah, oh I did. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh! So, I'm, I'm saying what was impressive was the post lighting up read every five <laughs> seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've written down here scrums. They have to do something about the scrums. I've said it week on week out, and it's just it's annoying, isn't it? It's more than annoying. It's wasting. Yeah. It's my the blood in my body was draining out yep. watching reset scrum after reset scrum. I mean, the Crusades did score three tries. Yeah, they the did. The Sharks yeah. didn't score any tries. Bosch kicked fantastically, but people always say, "How do you beat the Crusaders?" That's how you beat the Crusaders. Keep the scoreboard ticking over. Keep the don't kick for the corner. No. and try and roll it, rolling. I mean, the Crusaders mm. were their own worst enemies. Oh, they kicked for definitely. the corners. They had yeah. cast on opportunities to score points. And they kick for the corners. And people are going to sit there and say, but that's what we always do. But the yeah. rules have changed. You can't catch the ball and drive it over the line like you've done for five years. Yeah. The rules have changed. Mm. You've got to change the way you play. Now, is it a good rule change? The argument not, because it's making people kick for goal. But you've got to go with the rules. And the other thing that was really annoying was how many penalties did they give away? And how many ridiculously stupid, idiot penalties did the Crusaders give away? It just was not impressive. But they've done that all season, though, haven't they? They've got away with it all season until this game. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. But on the stats, the Crusaders were better in every area by an absolute mile, apart from the penalties, which killed them. But that's how you beat the Crusaders, and that's how you beat the All Blacks. You play in their half, you have a a long-range kicker, like Farrell or, or Daly, yeah. uh, and and you take your points when they're on offer. And Definitely. that's how you beat them. And yeah. you put them under the pressure. You make them run out from their own. Because I tell you what they don't like doing is none of these teams like running out from their own 40. They keep kicking the ball back. So it's box kick, box kick, box kick, box kick. You'll turn them over at some point. Then they'll, then they'll give away a penalty. Just and force them to make, this, make the mistake. Force them to give you a penalty yeah. so yeah. you kick the points. I yeah. mean, it's just, for me, rookie mistake. If I was Robinson, and I'm not, and there's a very good reason why I'm not, because he's a damn good coach, I would be saying to guys like Cody Taylor that gave away ridiculous penalties, yeah, yeah. you don't do that when you play for me. If you do that, you don't play. Yeah. And that would stop it very, very quickly. Well, it would. Yeah, it would. But, you know, and you know this, and I know this, and other rugby players know this, it's all heat of the moment, isn't it? You think well, you think it's right at the time, yeah. And I mean, then the are, referee we, blows the whistle, and you're like, "Ah, bugger!" <laughs> I suppose at the end of the day, we are sitting there watching our TV. They're playing a, a contact sport where where people are smashing each other. Yeah, it's easy for us to say, "Settle down, Cody." Taylor. Yeah. But I just think you've got to you've got to you know these penalties are killing us, and they will kill the ABs if yes, they do them. Definitely right. I've got a few things. Uh, village haircut. From oh, good you, yeah. <laughs> the mud flap, eh? <laughs> that is uh, one hell, hell of a mud flap. I tell you what, when I was fifteen, I uh, went to my brother's graduation, and I used to have a mud flap like that. Got all the ladies. You didn't get any ladies, mate. <laughs> None. Still don't. <laughs> um, also, at the uh, sort of as you know how they um, interview the captains after the game. Yeah, yeah. Had a great line from the uh, the Sharks captain, the scrum half. Oh, he had a... This is um, a call. We, 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 we <laughs> ourselves for literally like three hours, didn't we? Um, 
he said, this is quote, a drawer is like kissing your sister. It's not great, but you'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, so. That was weird. <laughs> yes. I think he's going to look back. I think he's going to look yeah, back on definitely. that interview and he's going to say, oh, I got that wrong. <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, mate. That's the first game. All right, mate. I just want to say one other thing is uh, the skill level for the South African teams was really, really low. Uh, the uh, Dupree, their number eight, good player, two catch off the kickoffs. He can't pass. No. He can't pass. No. And that which wouldn't happen. That fir- It was that first pass as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Really awful. Next game uh, was the Reds versus the Sunwolves. Uh, 32-26. Now, this was the game that had seven cards. Seven cards. <laughs> I've never seen that before. At one point, it was 12 versus 14, wasn't it? I reckon Gardner got this wrong. Oh. I think it's all well and good giving out cards, but it's actually about doing something before you get to the point of giving out cards. Yeah. And I think he set himself way too high standards at the ruck. So at the ruck, we've been used to, you know, dogfights going on this year, and then the players have got used to dogfights going on. And then all of a sudden, Gardner's trying to say, hey, you can't have dogfights at the ruck. he didn't manage it. Well at all, did he? No, I mean, if you want to go in being that tough, yeah. and maybe he has, you've got to clearly state that before the game, and then you've got to ping, you've got to ping him right from the word go, yes. and yeah. he didn't do that. No. It was kind of like he got annoyed. He really he, looked like he, he got annoyed. I was going to say, he looked frustrated, didn't he? He looked really frustrated, yeah. and, and he looked like, I've got annoyed, and yeah. now I'm going to take my annoyance out and frustration out on you guys, yeah. and it's going to be the Sunwolves, because I'm an Australian. <laughs> no, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only joking. He wouldn't do that. Masarewa, two yellows, and the second yellow for me wasn't a yellow. It was. No. It was. I'm not saying it was a good tackle, but it was a penalty rather than a yellow. Oh, then you yeah. wouldn't have got the red. What did you think of the Reds red? The Reds red. Yeah, the trailing foot the player being held on the ground, and then he. What did you think? Do you think he meant to do it? Or um, not? I mean, he he said he didn't mean to do it, but it looked like he did. When he it's said, a tough one, though. When it's he a said, tough one. When he said he what, didn't mean to do it, did he smile? <laughs> <laughs> Was he giggling at the time? But the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, we've all done it, especially like maybe when you pull your arm away, you, you hit them again, don't you? So he's pulled his leg away, and you can't expect his boot to just fall on the grass again. It's, it, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, it was it, really, really tough. tough. One. I don't think the eight... The Sunwolves eight deserved to go. No, not at all. I mean, he was holding his leg, but we've all been done. We've all done that. But they we've do it all the time there. in the ruck. They hold their arm yeah. or their shirt, and, and, and they're whacking it. And they're whacking it. Is exactly. that is that a yellow card? No. Um, do I think it was a red? They they look back at it on the yeah. on the big screen. It's he's, a tough one. He's made contact with his head. I like with his boot. I like how the Sunwolves eight didn't make much of it. No, he didn't go down. We've and seen. that that maybe should be the um, reaction for not giving the red. You know, like, obviously he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So instead, because if he did it on purpose, I'm pretty sure that number eight would have got up and whacked him. You're right. And also, if he did it on purpose, it was clear that he'd be getting a lot more than just a a, a red card. He'd be getting banned for stamps on someone's face. Yeah. So someone's had some good sense. So seven cards in total. They ended up with 12 versus 14 at the end. 
there wasn't really a lot to talk about in this game other a lot than of penalties. A lot of penalties. The game became a bit of a joke. Stewart, uh, their fifteen looked looked good until that pass, that inset pass that he gave. Yeah, that was village. Absolutely, showed village. a clean pair of heels though. He did. Yeah, He's, you were saying that you felt that he may be uh, Folau's replacement, and yeah. then he gave that pass. <laughs> Awful, absolutely awful. So not 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 a lot more to say other than it was an interesting game because there was so many cards. Yes, we actually knew there was that many cards, and and we were like, how's he going to give out? So it was actually a good one to watch. Yeah, how's he going to give out seven cards in the next twenty minutes? But no, he managed it. <laughs> well done on for him, right, mate? Uh, this was a tasty game. Uh, Hurricanes versus the uh, Rebels. Hurricanes out on top, twenty nine nineteen. Um, what did you think? I thought the Hurricanes superstars got them out of some serious trouble. Definitely, I watched that game first half and I thought, "Wow, the Crusaders!" The, sorry, I said I say no, the Crusaders. They are good though. Uh, the <laughs> Hurricanes were amazing. First twenty minutes were unbelievable, but actually, when you look back. It was from no structure. It was just sheer brilliance from La Mape. Oh, But the thing with him, poor defence. I'm sorry, but the Rebels should have made a couple tackles there. He, he's, a, he's a big boy. He's though. a wrecking ball. Though, he is he? a wrecking ball. So he was great. Um, Bowden Barrett's try was fantastic. And I'm even going to give the oh, old And you no, disagree with me. Jordy no. Barrett's catch and pass that he gave showed his class. No. It did. It, it did. It showed. I don't think another, another fullback at the moment could have done that and you know ben my Smith? take no he the way he get caught, out of here now the way that he caught and passed that ball was was sensational i love to bag geordie barrett you know this i'm not the biggest geordie barrett fan my name is not steve hansen <laughs> but he that's something that he did that a lot of other players can't do yeah. so i thought that was excellent I thought the match had some endeavour, and it was nice to see that endeavour coming back. I thought the rebels, especially in the second half, but the the it was you know the ball was flinging around. There was lots of the ball flinging around. Which Can was I good just to see. say that the rebels on the stats have won pretty much everything? Although the big telling one is the turnovers won uh, seventeen to the Hurricanes and five to the rebels. Um, also, mate, the missed tackles yeah, from the just Rebels, 26 to 13. That's a that's a telling blow. Yeah, yeah. I thought Billy Meeks, when he came on, he made a real difference to that uh, Rebels attack. Um, I didn't really see much of him in, in, in defence. I thought the crowd numbers were absolutely shocking. It was a real... That looked good oh, on TV, yeah, and then when they showed that extra... Other angle. Other eh? angle, it was yeah. awful. Uh, to be fair, the, the Rebels probably should have done a bit better. They, they deserved a penalty try. With that pushover scrum, yeah, they did. They did actually. You're um, and I'm not right. sure how how we didn't give that. Was he a New Zealand ref? <laughs> he was, wasn't he? <laughs> Gosh, he was. <laughs> yeah, he, he, they deserved a couple of penalty yeah. tries. I thought. No, but um, they did well to get back into the game. Hey, I wrote down here, and you and you like this one. Uh, Chase had a oh, good game. God, he worked hard for the team, and he chased down all those kicks. <laughs> Chase is a good chaser. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Rebels forwards, I thought, were very impressive as well. Yep. Uh, it was a game of two halves, though. We talked about other teams being on the bus 
those rebels were were on the plane still drinking the martinis from the from uh, yes. from past weeks. Could it could have would have should have. And actually, it wasn't right to the end of the game when Geordie Barrett, legend now in my book, <laughs> Le- no, uh, no yeah. he's so <laughs> um, got the long range kick to take the game away from the Rebels because the Rebels were looking it just like... just pushed it out to two yeah, scores. And, and they looked like they were yeah. going to have, just them, have a brilliant them comeback. Them really, yeah. didn't it? Hodge played well for the Rebels. Yeah, I thought he played really well. He's very, he's very consistent. Very consistent. Yeah. And, and he's... I kind of, in a couple of weeks ago, said he's overrated. But you can't be overrated when you deliver week in, week out, doing... You know, doing what he does. You've got to give him credit for that. He's very consistent. He's someone you can rely on as a coach. Can I? What, what? So you've put this down. Make hay while the sun shines, but what do they do when the sun does not shine? It's <laughs> awful. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> the Hurricanes are fantastic when they've got loads of ball. Yes. They when the momentum around. is on their side, but when it when it, when it goes away tough. from them, I, yeah. they, they've got nothing to get themselves back in the game. No, I agree. They, they're waiting for a mistake from the opposition. They've got. Mm. I, it's very difficult to see any structure. I reckon part of that's because Barrett likes to play off the cuff. Lamape f- hardly is ever at twelve. He's sort of standing on the wing one yeah. minute. And, yeah. You know, it's kind of a bit of luck rather than rather than kind of building up to something. Definitely something that they've got to look out for because they have got a great team. That Hurricane side is a very impressive team. And maybe, just maybe, we've got to look at the coaching and saying something is not quite right with the coaching if you've got that group of players and you can't get them to play consistent rugby. Right. Now, I'm going to say that this is the game of the week end, weekend. Um, This was the Highlanders versus the Chiefs. Now, again... For the second time uh, this weekend, it was a draw, 31 apiece. Uh, for me, it was definitely the game of the weekend. You know, the Chiefs Chiefs played well for once, uh, but then the Highlanders, I think, played very well. And Josh Ione. Yeah, uh, there was a moment there, and we've spoken about this in the past, or maybe I've spoken to you about this. But when, when good players make breaks... They, they make the right decisions when they make a break. So, And we saw that from Josh Ione. When he made some breaks on, was it Saturday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday? Saturday, yeah. He made the right decision consistently. And that is a pretty tough thing to do because a lot of players, when they make breaks, they kind of panic and think, oh, I've got to finish this or I've got to look for that pass. He made consistently the right decisions, which was fantastic to see. He is someone who may feature in future years for the ABs. Oh, I think so. And he couldn't miss. Kicking-wise, he couldn't miss. No, very impressive. Very impressive. I thought the Matt Fatters, uh, Smith to Smith, the oh, flick pass, yeah. was God. just awesome. He played well, Ben Smith. And the last thing we're going to mention here is Ben Smith. I reckon when he goes overseas, people might be a little bit surprised that he just doesn't rip everyone up. Because his... his best and greatest quality is his decision making he makes the right decision 99% of the time and as at fullback it's there's not many out there that can make good decisions under pressure like he can no I agree I agree and that's why he's going to be really really hard to replace not because 
you know, you can you can't replace his his uh, you know attack or his his defence. It's just his decision making is amazing, and I, and I bet you his communication with the guys in front of them, telling them what to do. Oh yeah, is actually top notch, and yeah. that's maybe part of the reason why the the Highlands have been such a good rugby playing team this year. But like you say, that they're, they're a team. You know, they don't have many out and out individual stars. And a little, bit, just, a little bit like the Chiefs now. Chiefs have yes. got no stars, yeah. and they've, they've they've sort of congealed together. Or oh, they need oh, to, though. They had to. Oh, man, they had to. And, and uh, unfortunately for the Chiefs, they are up and down still. They are up yes. and down, and, and a lot yeah. of that. I think they had 13 injuries. 13, 13. players unavailable. That was last week, God. going into that last yeah. game. And it does show, once they've got some key ma- people out, mm. they really struggle. Yeah. But I think a draw was a fair result. I'd They're, say that you wouldn't, you you couldn't pick it. No, definitely not. Can I can I just say though, Aaron Smith. I think we said this last week, but Aaron Smith's pass, Aaron Smith's, Aaron Smith's pass is outrageous, isn't it? Unbelievable! It's like mesmerizing. Yeah, it is mesmerizing. Yeah. I think some of the players that are playing against him, like, oh, look at his. Oh no, they've gone. <laughs> oh, through my gap. <laughs> Next up, mate. This was a this was a killer of a game. I have become an unofficial blue supporter this year, mainly because of the ginger ninja, <laughs> mainly because of Man Nonu. But how did they lose this game? They were twelve points ahead, and they literally threw it away. They had an inability to actually say, hang on, hang on, we're 12 points up. We are just going to make you now play out from your own 22. Whenever you make a mistake, we'll kick our goals. It's the same old, same old. Kick for the corner, get turned over. Kick for the corner, get turned over. All they needed to do was just to say, we've won this game unless you do something really special. Yeah. And I tell you what, there's, there's the, the, the Brumbies didn't have it in them to do something special. No. They've got a good team. You know, you give it, you give the ball to them with in, the, in your own 22, they'll, they will score eventually. But the Blues had the game in the palm of their hands and threw it away. But like, like you've said before, and it's the same with uh, the teams that haven't been winning, they can't remember how to win. They can't remember how to finish a game, close out a game. And I think the All Blacks need to need to learn from this. Oh, the All Blacks definitely need to learn. You from know, this. I mean, one, one Twitter, uh, one of the one of the one of our wonderful um, followers mentioned. You know, if it was a if it was a South African team with a twelve point lead, they wouldn't lose. No, they just shut the game out. They just keep kicking the ball. They keep over the post, over the not post. out. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Pete Samu for the Brumbies played and has been playing some great rugby yeah. this year. So I thought he did really well. Um, but it was an inability to play smart rugby, is what I've put down here. They brought Harry Plummer on because they're Cankle like, man. like throw the dice, bring yeah. Plummer on. You know, we're really struggling. We need, we need, we now need to score when before. You know, they took th- they took three points. At a moment in the game where you're like, well, what are you taking three points for? Yeah. Kick for the corner. You've kicked for the corner all day. And now, when you should be kicking for the corner to score the try, you then go for three points. It's like you've been saying it week in, week out. You know, you're kicking the ball away when you need to score tries. 
Yeah, kick the ball away earlier. Yeah. <laughs> kick the ball over the post. Yeah. You know, it's five points for a try and three points for a penalty. Hence why so many international teams go, you know what? I can nail this three-pointer. Exactly, and I know that yeah. goes completely against so much of what we do in New Zealand. But you've got to win the game first. And a lot of teams don't have the, the power and the capacity to run out from their own try line. So, so make them. Well, that's right. crazy. Right. Next game, uh, Bulls versus the Waratahs. 28-21 uh, to the Bulls. Uh, Bulls, too strong. Too powerful. At home. At home. Big difference. I feel really sorry for the Waratahs. They've lost their the tallies man, the man that gets them over the the, the, the gain line, the man that does yeah. amazing stuff. And the, he's he's they've it, they've still got a good team though, and they just haven't really performed. And they didn't really perform uh on the on the weekend either. You know, I think the score line arguably makes that game look a bit better for them. Whereas actually, the, in, in in truth, they were outplayed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have that much to say about the game. Uh, Kirtley Beale played well. Yeah, Kirtley Beale on patches played well. Yeah. You know, when I mentioned, he like, looked really fast at times, so he looked really fast again at times. But, you know, it's just a bits and pieces game where they just, nothing really went their way. The Bulls, as you said, too big, too strong, too well organised, and they, they just pressed them. It pressed them, pressed them, suffocated and suffocated them. Twenty-eight, twenty-one, and as I say, it would, you know, it, it, it was definitely a fair result. Twenty-eight, twenty-one. It wasn't like they got out of trouble. Yeah. Now this also, <clears throat> so I was, uh, well, we both were at a um, school ball, weren't we? And while we were there, <laughs> I kept on looking <laughs> for the updates for the score because I was really excited, and. I am happy to tell you that uh, the Jaguares uh, beat the Stormers 30-25. to 25, And I was happy with that score. And so you should be. Yeah. And it was a good reflection of the game. It really was a good reflection of the game. The Jaguares got a late penalty try. And it was really refreshing to see. Player, Brumby's player, um, not Stormers. Brumby's player, sorry, Stormers player, knocked the try to knock the ball down or oh, did knock right, the ball okay. down and it would have been a Deliberate certain try knock on. Yeah. and a lot of times they say oh no 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 we're not going to give that as a penalty try and it was yeah. a penalty try 100% and they need to give those more often good refereeing very good refereeing <laughs> For I once. thought I thought the Jaguars thoroughly deserved to win this game it was a bit scrappy at times and but I think that's how the Jaguars play a lot of their rugby and the, and the Stormers could have won they were really pushing it, you know, it was overtime. They kicked down, and then they lost the line out. Uh, and the Jaguars have never kicked the ball out so fast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice. And we are we like the Jaguars. We like their spirit. It's great to see them playing with a bit of spirit, and they're yeah. building now. And actually, out of all the teams that play, they do have a good base for structure, and they work through their structure quite well. Got a good scrum, good line out, good good back three. They've always had a good scrum, though, haven't they? Always a good scrum. Yeah, Argentina or the Argentinians. Yeah, I mean, but you know they're they're building, so yeah. it's good to see. And they were our prediction for a quarterfinal spot as well. They were, so yeah. It's nice that that might come true. That, and that was the last game, mate. That was the last game of the weekend. And there was now. some genuinely good games there. Yeah, oh, definitely some great tries as well. Skill level, I think, on the whole, seems to be up. 
not as many drop balls, not as many mistakes. Weather conditions, potentially. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So our predictions moving forward. I've I've already ticked mine. And I have not. Yes, again. <laughs> yes, again. Useless. Mate, there's some big games here, eh? Some big, big games. So first up, 8.35 for us in the UK. Blues versus the Hurricanes. Blues at home. What do you think, mate? What do you think? I'm going to say the Blues. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm going to say the Blues. And I'm just going to say the Blues because... I want them to win. I, <laughs> you're, you've joined the bandwagon, haven't you? Now, <clears throat> I know the Hurricanes are my team. But I, I, I yeah, well, they're my team. <laughs> but I would like to see the Blues win as well. So are you putting the Blues to win or are you no, saying? No, I'd like them to win, but I don't think they will win. <laughs> so I'll put the Hurricanes to win. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the Blues to win. I'm going to put the Blues to win. Okay, Rebels versus the Reds. I've gone Rebels. Yeah, this is a this is a real big big game for the Rebels. If they lose this game, then I think yeah. their season is whether or not they, they they I think it's over from from the point of view of they just have not played well enough. No, uh, in no. big games, I think they will win, and I'm going to tell you why. I think they'll have too much at nine and ten. Yeah, I think they'll have too much out wide. And I think they'll have too much in the scrum. <laughs> and I think the Reds have done really well, but I just don't see them having the firepower no, that they'll need to no. get past the Rebels, especially with the Rebels at home. Bulls versus the Crusaders. Away for the Crusaders. They rested a lot of players. I think I put on Twitter before the last game, I, my fingernails, I just knew it was going to be tight. Um, this one will be tight again. Yeah, it will be. Especially if the, the Bulls have seen and how at home. to play. Bulls are at home. Bulls are at home, yeah. So I'm going to say the Crusaders because because I want them to win. <laughs> but part of me thinks the the Bulls may... Okay, my prediction is if the Crusaders can score first, they'll win. And when I say score first, it means first try. If the Bulls score first, I reckon they'll, they'll hold on to it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they'll play smart rugby. They'll score. They'll kick. They'll kick. They'll, they'll kick, kick. They'll kick. Yeah. They'll kick. They'll, they'll kick. kick and the they'll penalties. win the game. Yeah. Uh, I've put the Bulls to win. Uh, You're I'm horrible. Joking. Man. I'm joking. <laughs> I'll put the Crusaders. I hope the Crusaders win. I really do. Uh, but like you say, I think it'll be it'll be very close, and they'll be pushed right to the very end, like uh, we can just be. Yeah, and the Highlanders Jaguars. Now this, this will be a rip snorter, won't it? This will be a great game. I'm going to put the Highlanders. Highlanders at home, and I've put the Highlanders to win as well. Chiefs Sharks. Chiefs at home. Hang on, hang on. I'm just going to wet my finger and put it up in the air and just see where the wind's blowing because yeah. I. It depends on how the Chiefs wake up in the morning. Yes. Uh it's a you're a brave man to say that the Chiefs will win. I'm. I thank you. I am right, man. I've said the Chiefs will win. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Chiefs yeah. to win. Yeah. Chiefs to win. Lions, Waratahs. Lions are at home again, and I think week the Lions... Week off as well. I Had think a the week Lions off. are going to win. I think the Lions are going to win. New South Wales, Waratahs. They're wounded, yeah. aren't they? The only chance they've got is they, they, they're going to be desperate to win, because if they don't win... Again, down and out, aren't down they? Down and out, down yeah. and out, yeah. And Last game. Brumbies, Sunwolves. Oh, this is on Sunday. Three days of rugby, mate. Excellent. Uh, 
I've put the Brumbies to win. Although I would like to see the Sun Wolves win, and they have one in Australia this year as well. If they get one or two players back from injury, they've got yeah. half a chance. But nah, the Brumbies have got to be yeah. got to be the the team that you would put down to win this one. That's for sure. Spe- but especially after their win uh, on the weekend, you know they got the tails up, <laughs> being the Brumbies. Yeah, get it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mate. We have linked. Well, not linked up. Um, we use a little bit, or well, I, I definitely go on and see. There's a really, really good uh, rugby forecast. We, they don't pay us to do any of this, um, <laughs> and we put their stuff on to our Twitter page because yeah. they're really, really good at predictions. Although it's been completely unpredictable, but they do a great job. So um, please have a look at their predictions to see what you think and how we match up with them as well. And how we match up with them um, because theirs is done by computer algorithm and ours oh. is done by putting our finger up and seeing um, <laughs> where the wind's blowing. But that is our review and preview yeah. of all the matches for this week. Next is a very special uh, segment where we're going to not do the quiz, but we're going to look at this over this next three week period. We're going to pick a, country and we're going to name what we think to be the best this week australian team to ever come out of super rugby just 15 though eh? no just subs. no <laughs> subs mate. no subs so we will be going over that next so first up on our list now i'm gonna to have to just break all of these players haven't come from super rugby but there is one in particular that we're going to mention that just had to be mentioned but I'm not going to tell you who it is <laughs> right now. But first up, who we got, mate? Number uh, one. We've got Kepu. Yeah. We put him in. Super rugby player. And he's the new, new, yeah, well. new, new breed of prop. Yeah. He's got good hands. I think if you go further back. Then, you can probably find quite a few better. But I, I, he's a good player. Yeah. You, you could find better props. But I think they wouldn't get anywhere near the modern game. No, I agree. He's yeah. like the modern game Best number one we could come up with. Number two, for me, this was easy. I absolutely hated this guy. <laughs> Phil Kearns, uh, very good player. Very good player. Very annoying. Massively annoying. But that made him indispensable for the Australians. He sort of encompassed everything that is Aussie about Aussie rugby. He gave it everything he had. Football through and through. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I, I think he does a lot of the commentating now, and he's still oh, annoying really? now. Yeah. To <laughs> Number three, mate. Ewan McKenzie. Yeah, a good. Even though he's going back a little bit now, yeah. he still had the skills to pay the bills, mate. And uh, that's what Super Rugby's all about. Uh, number four, we've gone for Nathan Sharp, which might surprise a few people. But he is an excellent second row. And I love how the fact that he's... He's, you know, just went skinhead as well. And he looked really scary. Like, look he at those used, eyes. He used to have eyes, that mate. blue headgear as well, didn't he? Yeah, and he used to whip it off. And you'd be like, oh, I wouldn't go down a dark alley with him. Number five. John Eels. What a player. What a kicker. I remember the, the one thing that I remember from him is that kick that he, um, he got over against us. Oh, mate, I tell you what. From I'll, the five metre... I tell you what else he did, oh. and you might not remember this. He used to jump up and stop the ball from going over the posts. So like a line-out. <laughs> like a line-out. He used to lift him 
and he used to jump up and stand, and he he knocked down at least three, four, five. Really? In big, big matches, yeah. He was a smart, smart. Why aren't player. you allowed to do that anymore? I I think you can. I don't think you can with a penalty though, can you? Because you're not allowed to charge down a penalty. You're not allowed to charge down it, but no, you, but you're you allowed can to jump lift. up there and stop it. Yeah, you, you, I mean, that would be a, a, that would be a good question. He well, maybe they did change the rules yeah. for, because of him. It's like Char- Carlos Spencer. They changed the rules for Carlos Spencer. You weren't allowed to take a tap off your knee or kick up, kick with your knee yeah. anymore. Yeah, so he just maybe they did change that. But it was a smart. He was a smart man. He, he led he led his team to victory, World Cup winning captain. Yeah, we've gone Hooper here. But you could also go number seven, sorry. Oh, we yeah. missed out number six, mate. We didn't miss out number six. We've got Smith. Oh, you've done six. it all wrong. Ar- arguably, yeah, yeah. mate, arguably, y- you can't break between Smith and Hooper. And Pocock, though, and as well. And Pocock. But we've, we've gone for Smith at six, yeah. Hooper at seven, and Kefu <laughs> at eight. And Kefu, you loved him, eh? Every time Kefu, you know when I mentioned a few podcasts ago about Quay Cooper, every time he got the ball, yeah. unpredictable like, oh, but good. Kefu was just amazing. Every time he got the ball, you're like, please tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> tackle him early before he starts running. <laughs> Absolutely. So Kefu was, in fact, out of all of those forwards, I'd say Kefu probably had the biggest, he was the biggest impact player yeah. out of all of those guys. Now to their very exciting backs. Yeah, God. Now, we could have had two for number nine, but I think a lot of people would have shouted at us if we had gone uh, the latter of the two. I yeah, think. definitely George Gregan. Oh, what a sure. player. He actually changed the way a nine played rugby. Before that, they would like pass, 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 pass. Didn't really run. And then boom. George Gregan came on the scene, and then Justin Marshall came out of nowhere because he could run and yeah. pass. And well, that. there's Will Guinea, but I think George Gregan, and one of the reasons why, and another reason why uh, I remember him is because of that tackle that he made. Jeff Wilson. On Jeff Wilson, yeah. I was going, we're going to win, <laughs> we're going to win. We've lost. <laughs> Thanks, George. Yeah. Good player. Very, very good player. Very humble man as well. Very humble man. At 10. Now, I flirted with the idea of going Quay Cooper. No, and then stupid. I remembered I remembered that he's kind of a Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then the reason for that is because I think Quay Cooper had, for me, the most... He really made, really made me worry every time he had the ball. But then I remembered how good Stephen Larkin was. He was unbelievable. And he thoroughly deserves to be in that 10 spot. Definitely. But who would be your second best 10 of all time? And I would say, not of all time. You, you, we're talking about Super Rugby, so we're not yeah, going okay, past. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. People will say, what about Ella? What about Ella? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. He was a fantastic player. Um, but Super Rugby, you, you can't really go too far past, no. Wade, can you? Yeah, true. Now, we're going... For 11 here. And this is where I could not resist putting in Campisi. Campisi, for me, was an inspiration growing up. Him <laughs> and John Kerwin. The battles that those yeah. two guys had together was amazing. Um, and probably Campisi, you, you just say, which one, who would you rather have, Campisi or Kerwin? Arguably, you'd go Kerwin for someone who could tackle. Campisi for someone who could score from anywhere. Right. 
uh, we've done 11. And he's not oh. a Super Rugby player. He's the one that <laughs> I just had to put in. Uh, 12, we've got Matt Gitto. Great player. Smart player, isn't he? So trustworthy as well, though. You know, defensively good. Kicking very good. Attacking good. Yeah. Good looking. Oh, mate. If you swing that way, <laughs> if you're that way inclined, absolutely. Now this is a bit. I've been led. I've been led by you here, Toes, for our thirteen. And I don't think he's the best thirteen that's ever played for Australia, but he Why? does yet, okay, yet again okay. encompass so much of Australian rugby, and yeah. that is Sterling Mortlock. Sterling Mortlock, great yeah. name as well. A little bit like Nathan Sharp, you know, sort of just skinhead. Scary. Don't mess with me. Yeah, he'd put his head where others wouldn't. Yeah, especially yeah. in that position. Yeah, and I'm sure his body now has crumbled into like absolute mush because he <laughs> he worked so hard for the team. So he thoroughly, in my in my opinion, deserves that 13 spot. But number 14, Joe Roth. Yeah, Joe Roth. Bizarrely, Don't know him. Bizarrely, retired early from rugby. Right. Probably could have won lots and lots of try scoring records. I had try scoring records for a while. But then he went off to university, and I can't remember where he went to play for Cambridge or Oxford, but he went into the, into the, to the big game, the big university game. I remember watching him on TV, and he wasn't even very good. Oh, there <laughs> you go. I was, looking, I was waiting for him to rip it up. Yeah. And he didn't rip it up, but anyway, he was a great player and retired far too early, far too early. Our number 15. Are you going to say it or am I going to say you it? You can say it, mate. You can say it. Israel Folau. Oh, 100%. Or as you would say, flower. <laughs> um, he is arguably the best player on the planet. Big or call was, that. Was the best player. Was, yeah. Doesn't play anymore. Um, dangerous. This year Could especially. Do, oh, this year especially, yeah. yeah. Uh, very good player. But like we've said week on, week off, he can do anything from anywhere. He's a freak. He is a freak. He is a freak, and, and, and he is a freak rather than other fullbacks not being very good. Yeah. He is a freak. Yeah. Now, disclaimer, we are two Kiwis picking the Australian team. So uh, these are you guys out there who are Australians who know your team. They'll be shouting at us right now. Right? Shouting us, like, yeah. oh, I can't believe, you put that in. <laughs> can't believe you put that guy in. Um, for us, it was just who, when we think back yeah. over the years, who, who uh, as a Kiwi, has sort of really impressed us. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you don't agree, and maybe you want to email in your best team that you would mm. like to have seen for that. But that's you can our, even email us in and abuse us. It's an email to us. Say that's good. Any email is a good email. <laughs> any email is a good email. But um, we've had a few other things that have been mentioned this week that I just want to touch base with you. Now there is a world club rankings. Oh right, out there. We've put it on our Twitter page. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous rankings. I reckon. How do they rank them? I reckon some guy puts all the names of all the clubs in a hat and sort of rattles them around and pulls them out and goes, that'll do. Poverty Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Buller. <laughs> Number one. Buller. <laughs> because some of the teams that are on there. So we've had a lot of traction on this on our Twitter page. Go and have a look at it. See what you think, but there's some bizarre choices. Really? In, you know, like the Blues, 28th. 28th. 28th? It's like the Blues could be. Who's number one? Crusaders. Number two? Saracens. Leinster. Leinster. Then Saracens, I believe. Uh, and then Hurricanes are in there. And then there's a massive gap between anything else. I think, like, 
Northampton are in there, like what miles above other teams. It's just bizarre. So what? So uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of digging. We're gonna find out yeah, which nugget drunk too many <laughs> kegs of beer and and uh, decided on some of those selections. And we'll get back to you. The other thing was interesting question that was proposed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> was what happens when these games are drawn? Should there be um, a golden point? For games that are drawn. They need to go to that kicking system where they go out to the 22. They've got five kickers, like a penalty shootout. Mate, do you know, do you know what they did? Do you know what they They've did? done that once, haven't they? They tried it once. Nick Evans. They realized it sucked <laughs> and they never did it again. A little bit like you starting the show. Whoa. <laughs> you are. That's rough as guts, mate. That's hurt me here. And you can't, you can't, the listeners can't see this, but that's hit me in the heart. You know when you said it's as rough as guts, do you know what it reminds me of? Your first girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who she was. Apology, apology. (laughs) So anyway, I'm bringing up the results. She was beautiful, actually. So we've we've put this out today, and um, we've had 72% of people say, no, leave it as it is. If it's a draw, it's a no, draw. Fair enough. And I, I agree yeah, with that. I agree if too. If you can't split them after 80 minutes, unless it's a knockout comp. Yeah. But then, then it goes to extra time anyway. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. It goes to extra yeah. time. And then, then they then they you know flip a coin and, and all of those types of things go on. But uh, 28% did say, if you did, can't do your math, mate, 72% said uh, n- no. And that leaves 28% say, yes, there should. So there is a little bit of an appetite out there. Yeah. Um, if you... I listen to this. It still has a day and 10 hours to go as we do this. So you could quickly go on and, and change that uh, fabric of those answers. But I would agree. I'd say if they can't, especially like the Chiefs versus um, the Highlanders. Uh, Highlanders, yeah. That deserves to be a draw. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The Crusaders Definitely. versus the Sharks. Sharks deserve to win. And I think also that whatever team kicks off. Possibly, if it went to golden point, yeah. would have a massive advantage because they just kick off and they just kick it deep, kick it deep, yeah. pin them down there, wait for a penalty, happy days. Because the you know the it's like the, at the moment the referees are sort of just giving out sweets and that they're called penalties. Yeah, they're just sort of giving them out yeah. for fun. Uh, so I would say it's a massive disadvantage. So I'm going to say no. You've just got to stop the game. Yeah, unless you go to extra time, that seems fair. Extra time, but not golden point. Right. That is That's another episode soup. done. Some would say it was one hour and 30 seconds of Jeez. absolute magic. Or absolute dribble. <laughs> Maybe you will decide out there. But thank you very much for joining us yet again on another Super Rugby podcast. And we are looking forward to bringing you next week's matches, reviews, previews, and your questions. Bye for now. Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.